This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Sage Smiley. An unknown volume of diesel fuel spilled from a fuel truck and onto a road in Antioch sometime on Friday, and the city and community are working to absorb the fuel and move contaminated ice and snow to a containment site. Antioch City Manager Lenore Kamaraf says more than 150 gallons of fuel have been recovered from the spill site using absorbent materials, and the city is working with local tribal organizations and community members to take next steps. Once we know how many hands we'll have uh, to help, then we'll build our um, containment area for the affected ice and snow and decide from there if we still need to close the road or not. Pictures posted on Facebook by the city of Antioch on February 17th show a pool of fuel roughly 100 feet by 40 feet in length blocking one of the city's main roads, surrounded and held in place by snow berms. As of Monday evening, the city of Antioch said on social media it had not heard back from the owner of the property where the spill originated, so couldn't determine the total size of the spill or whether more fuel could spill in coming days. Kamaraf says as of Tuesday, there wasn't a concern that the fuel could leak into the Kuskokwim River, but that the main concern was keeping the fuel away from Antioch's airport runway, which runs parallel to the site of the spill on Boundary Avenue. Kamaraf says the Department of Environmental Conservation was immediately notified following the spill, and the situation was under control, but she also says time is of the essence. We're trying to get it done as soon as we can because the weather isn't helping too much with the additional snow. Kamaraf says the city of Antioch will need to wait until warmer spring temperatures to deal with the contaminated snow and ice being removed from the site. In other regional news, the Chalista Corporation will distribute $12.1 million to its more than 37,000 shareholders this spring. The corporation says its spring distribution is its largest ever and will come out to around $3 per share, with an average shareholder receiving around $302. It's a 7% increase compared to last year's distribution, which was $11 million. Chalista has registered almost 1,200 new shareholders in the past year, according to a press release. The majority of shareholders live in the Yukon-Kuskokwim region, and around a third are under 18 years old. Shareholders can expect distributions before mid-April, with paper checks taking longer to arrive than direct deposits. According to the corporation, this is its 44th distribution in its history. In total, Chalista has distributed more than $141 million to shareholders since it was created.
The Iditarod has disqualified a musher from the upcoming running of the last great race. A release from the Iditarod Trail Committee says the ITC board held an emergency meeting on Monday and decided to disqualify Eddie Burke Jr. of Anchorage. It says the disqualification is pursuant to Rule 53 of the race, which says, quote, All Iditarod mushers will be held to a high standard of personal and professional conduct. The release does not explain what Burke did to violate the rule, but Alaska court records show the 34-year-old musher is facing felony and misdemeanor assault charges for a May 2022 domestic violence incident in Anchorage. Burke was the top rookie in last year's Iditarod, as well as the Yukon Quest Alaska 300 earlier this month. Burke's disqualification follows a message sent to Iditarod mushers saying the ITC board has been informed about, quote, a number of accusations being made within our community concerning violence and abuse against women, unquote. It does not name any mushers, but goes on to say that the ITC board and personal conduct committee are, quote, monitoring the situation closely. Elsewhere in this state, a play that took Alaska by a storm seven years ago is now a high school social studies class. As KBBI's Jamie Deep reports, the creators of Aluxia Alaska helped develop Passages Alaska, a new curriculum that aims to indigenize how Alaska history is taught in schools. The new curriculum comes from Aluxia Alaska, a 2017 theater production from Ping Chong and Company. The play combines the experiences of creator and co-director Ryan Conero living in Alaska as a young person from outside the state with that of Gary Upayak Beaver, who is Central Yupik from Kasikaluk near Bethel. Ping Chong and Company Education Director Christina Bixlin says the production sparked a lot of community interest in turning the stories into curriculum, particularly in Bethel. Brought up a lot of curiosity and interest from community members and educators saying, wow, this would be kind of a great foundation for an Alaska Studies course. Conero worked with arts educators and curriculum specialists to do just that. The team worked to develop a course that not just taught historical events, but also allowed students to explore the concepts through art projects. From storytelling and conducting interviews to creating political cartoons, the curriculum would encourage students to connect what they learned from the classroom to their own community. They did a test run of the course with three classes in the Lower Kuskokwim School District in 2021. After refining it in 2022, they created a curriculum that is now available across the state. In addition to teaching social studies standards, the course also incorporates arts and cultural understanding standards. Jennifer Romer worked on the project as a curriculum writer whose main role was to incorporate state standards into the curriculum. She says in addition to the challenges of following the standards, lots of work needed to go into preparing teachers for the class. In all of my trainings that I've done for educators, I've found that they don't feel like they have the background knowledge to teach the subject matter. The team tackled this from multiple angles. One was making sure the coursework taught the teachers correct pronunciation and made teaching the art content approachable. Their other strategy was designing the curriculum in a way that encouraged students to bring stories and aspects of their culture into the classroom. That's so their teachers could learn cultural competency alongside them. 
Nita Reardon worked as a language and cultural training specialist in the Lower Kuskokwim School District. She says their goal was to bring the student and community culture into the course. I was delighted that the student background knowledge and elders background knowledge or even the people who are Alaskans to be involved in in the history of their their history. Conoro, who has been involved with the project from its inception as a play, says this course gives people from different backgrounds the chance to connect and learn from each other. The project for all of us in Alaska to to um, do our best to kind of lean into trying to understand each other from all the varied perspectives that we have. And so that brought up challenges sometimes, and I'm really happy that we moved through them because I think that's the work that we want to be doing. The course is now available for schools to purchase the rights to use. Project members are working with the University of Alaska Anchorage to expand the curriculum. However, the expansion's details remain unclear. In Homer, I'm Jamie Deep. This is KYUK News. I'm Sage Smiley. Koyana Chaknak for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for Yurtun Kranemchit coming up. Mm-hmm.